I preached a series a long time ago called All In. Will you say that with me? All In. Being bought in, being sold out. What happens if you go all in? What happens if you don't go all in? What would happen if Noah didn't go all in? You know what I'm saying? And so uh, I say that because cheap seats tonight is kind of in that fragrance. No plan B. And I felt like this, this message is going to be a little bit challenging, and I felt like I needed to, 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 to kind of get your permission to challenge you tonight. So do I have that permission? Now, you said it. You said it. And so uh, I believe that God wants to challenge us tonight in this area, uh, and I think you'll start feeling and smelling the fragrance of cheap seats as I go forward. Our motto here at Heart of the City Church is to be a people after God's own heart. And the way that we do that, number one, is to know God. Somebody go with me tonight. Know God. Number two, find freedom. Number three, discover purpose. And number four, make a difference. I believe that the fourth one is a little more risky than the top three. Now, all of them can be risky. Finding freedom can definitely be risky. But I think the, the last one is a little more risky than any. How many know that when you signed up for Jesus and the gospel, it's not risk-free? I mean, think about it. Think about it. Our logo is a cross. It's not a Hollywood cross. I mean, it's something that people die on. And so, anyway, I, I want to talk to you tonight about cheap seats. I believe that it's very easy for those who are not participating in the game. Maybe you're emotionally tapped in a little bit. Maybe you're watching the game, but literally you have no skin in the game. Come to church occasionally, maybe once a month, maybe even less than that. And I'm glad that you come to church once a month. But, but I want to challenge you tonight, uh, not just a coach from the grandstands, not a, not a, not a quarterback from, you know, the, 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 the lazy boy in your house. But I want to challenge you tonight uh, to get in the game. Somehow, all of a sudden, you, were, uh, you didn't even play ball in high school. But, but you feel like you can coach the NBA and NFL and, and all that better than the coaches. You know what I'm saying? Why? Because you've been watching it for so long. I like the Steelers, and I own a jersey, and I call them my team. But when it comes down to it, they're really not my team. It's just somebody that I like. But all of a sudden, we think that we're on a team because we watch them, and we own a jersey. When honestly, a lot of people, they own, they own season passes to the cheap seats. As a leader and a pastor, I'm here to equip you, look, 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 for the work, not, not the watch of the ministry. For the work, I, and I, I'm talking to 100% tonight. Don't, don't even go there like, oh, he, 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 he's not talking. He, talk, he must be talking about Josh on the front row. I'm talking to 100% everyone here that I'm called to help you, to encourage you, to, to equip you to be a worker. Come on, somebody. Yeah. Equip you to be a doer of the word, to equip you to, to not just to watch the ministry, but equip you to, to activate the ministry that God's putting you. Ministry is very simple. Ministry is this. You find a need and you fulfill it. And, and there's many ministries in our community that God 
a house for you, but we got to get off, we got to get off the bench. Now, like I said, I'm, I'm glad that you come once a month and you worship and so forth and so on, but my job is to move you from hearing to doing. My job is to get you from occasional guests of the church. Uh, oh, like, like this drives me crazy. I guess, if, you know, I'll be at church if, 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 if I have nothing else to do, J.O. It, yeah, it's, it's a little bit better than that. And I'm like, what? Come on, I like who said that. <laughs> Best thing ever. Come on, come on, sister. Preach that. Yeah, amen. She just did. She, I like that. I love Southern preaching back at me. Come on. Come on. To preach, to get you committed to the house, of, not occasionally, not occasionally to attend, but occasionally that you miss. Years ago, my family was, we were in Florida. Uh, the kids were still with us. We were at Disney World. And we went to a game. I'm a, I'm a Steeler fan. I'm a Pirates fan and just kind of raised that way. And, and the Marlins were playing the, uh, uh, the Pirates. So we get, you remember, Seth? We get, we're little. And the kids are little. I'm not little, but the kids are little. And, and uh, we, 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 we go to this game and we buy some cheap seats. <laughs> you know, you on vacation. You spent all your money getting there. And then you spend your savings account to get into Disneyland. Not really, but you know, it's pretty expensive. So we go to this game, Marlins and Pittsburgh. We are in the cheap seats. It's called the fishbowl. It's out in right field. People are plastered. They're, 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 they're talking smack to all the players. I would not want to play right field uh, below the fishbowl. You better bring your umbrella because they be throwing beer on you and just talking smack. And there's a roar that comes from the cheap seats. There is a sound that comes from the cheap seats. But you have no clue what anybody is saying because it's just a roar. They pay like five bucks for the seats, three bucks for the beer, and they're throwing on people. Can somebody say cheap seats? I was uh, in Honduras, and we, we, we passed this big stadium, and Benaya was with me, and, and I, he didn't even know I was going to be talking about cheap seats. He says, yeah, I went to a, a soccer game there, and we had, we had cheap, cheap seats. I said, you had cheap seats? He said, Jail, they were cheap, cheap seats. They, 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 they sold us pieces of, of cardboard to set on. <laughs> cardboard. You're going to buy card. He said, it's so hot, the concrete, and you want to buy, you, you buy the ca- cardboard to set on in the cheap seats. Cheap, cheap seats. Folks be roaring and, and making a sound. It's like, it's like getting your car put it in a neutral, slamming it down to the, to the floor, just yeah! But you're not going anywhere. You got all kind of fumes going out, burning up energy, but your, your car's not doing anything. I'm from South Carolina. They do this crazy thing in South Carolina. You go to these kind of crazy parts, you know, just kind of like a big party, whatever. They have this thing that you pull your motorcycle into the front tire, Right, you you it locks your front tire in, and then they get on the motorcycle and this, and the back tire is just spinning. You, anybody ever seen that other than me, just spinning? And then they spin it 
until the tire blows up. (laughs) Have you ever noticed that folks that aren't doing anything, they have plenty of time to critique and to to criticize and accuse, and, and they're like the professional social media drama kings and drama queens. That's the cheap seats. Let, let me, let me, I, I want to read a verse about some cheap seat holders tonight, cheap seat holders. Matthew 12, 24. Now, when the Pharisees, somebody say cheap seat holders, Pharisees. I said, don't, don't say that too fast, Denise. Cheap seat hold. Now, when the Pharisees heard it, they said, this fellow does not cast out demons except by Beelzebub, the ruler of demons. They're just, Jesus is doing beautiful and mighty things, but those in the cheap seats are just slamming them. Why? Because they, they got so much time on their hands because why why do they have so much time they may have some religion but they ain't in the game yo they're spectating they're on the bench i'm here to get you off the bench jail jail my 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 seat my seats are man i pay 500 bucks for my seats why because they're on the 50 yard line because they're comfortable because they're box seats but, but can I encourage you with something? There's still seats, and you still ain't in the game. And I, wanna, I, I, I feel like God wants to get people off the, the, the bench this weekend into the game 100%. See, Christianity is not, it's not a, it's, it, Christianity doesn't have seats in the stadium. Your faith is not about seats in a stadium. Your faith, listen to me, is a going gospel. Come on, your faith is a preaching belief. It is a healing ministry. Come on, it's a serving ministry. It is a doing, it is a seeking, it is a making, it is a a loving, it is a helping, it's a, a reaching. Come on, it's a loving, it's all about, come on, it's a verb ministry. And if you're still just chilling with the nouns, I got news for you. God wants to get you in the verb. Off the, t- tell your neighbor right now, you need to get off the bench. <laughs> Philippians 3.2 says this. Philippians 3.2, the message. Steer, I think it's going to, yeah, 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 thank you. Steer clear of the barking dogs. Who let the dogs? The barking dogs. Those, re- look, those religious busybodies, they busy. Busybodies. All bark, no bite. Uh, all they're interested in is appearances, knife-happy circumcisers, I call them. Ouch. Matthew 5, 20, for I say to you that the un- un- unless your righteousness exceeds the righteousness of the scribes and the Pharisees, you will by no means enter the kingdom of heaven. Righteousness has to do with our integrity. It has to do with our virtue. It has to do with our purity. But it also has to do with how we act, each and every one of them. I, I want to read a passage. I love James because 
James will, he'll just pastorally kick your teeth in. If you, all you got to do is just read James. The brother's all in and, and he, he, he shares some strong truth. I, I want to read it to you. Just go with me. James 1, 21 through 25 is going to be on the Sky Bible and it says this, therefore lay aside all filthiness and overflow of wickedness and receive with meekness the, the implanted word, which, this is just good stuff, which is able to save your souls, but be doers, come on, tell your neighbor, get off the bench, be doers, tell them, look at your other neighbor and say, be doers, Pre preach with me, preach with me, be doers, says be doers of the word and not hearers only. Look what it says, be doers of the word, not hearers only. Deceiving yourself. I believe that you can watch TV so long, sit on the bench so long that you think that you're in the game, but you, 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 you've deceived yourself. You're not in the game. You ain't in the game. You just, you, you, you've been deceived. Don't raise your hand to this. Who, who's here today that you, you believe that you're a hearer don't, don't raise your hand. You're a hearer of the word, but you're not a doer of the word. Now, I, I say that to get you thinking because I don't think anybody would ever raise their hand. But I got news for you in a, in a group this large, there are people who are doers and there's people who are hearers. And I'm here to get everybody to be a doer of the word because we're here to make a difference. Come on, tell your neighbor right now. Make a difference, yo. Make a difference, yo. We're going to make a difference in our community. I told you, you already gave me permission to challenge you tonight. You did. And we're here to make a difference. It goes on to say, if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, He's like a man observing his natural face in the mirror, for he observes himself, goes away, and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. Wow. But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work. This one will, look, 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 be blessed in what he does. How many you want to be blessed? How many, how many want to, that's what, this is what it means, happy. You want to be happy. Oh, what a happy man. Oh, how many you want to be happy? Don't, don't lie up in church. Come on, somebody. You want to be happy, amen. When you activate, the, how do you know that you have faith? You know that you have faith when you act upon it. We'll get, we're going to get to that in just a few minutes. But you actually know that you have faith when you act on something that you believe. So I want to talk to you. How do I know that if I'm in the game? Am I dirty? Are you concerned for others? Do you care for others? I think there's a way to test yourself. I'm, I'm, a, I'm going to throw some seven tests on you tonight just to see that you can test yourself to see if you feel like, am I in the game? Do I own cheap seats or I, am I actually on the field? 2 Corinthians 13, the very first part of that scripture says this, examine yourself as to whether you are in the faith, test yourselves. So can we, can we, can we examine ourselves to that tonight to see, do we own, are we, are we cheap seat owners, you know, year after year, or, or are we actually in the game? And with all seven of these I didn't put love in them because there's a, there's a thread of love that should roll through every one of these. 
Okay, so just assuming, just understanding that I'm talking about with an attitude of love in all of these that I'm about to share with you, but that, that's the, the golden thread through all of them is the love of Christ working in and through our lives. The first one is this, number one, serving. Say that with me, serving. Are you serving? In any form or fashion, are you serving. That's a great way to get a pulse on if you are spectating, you got some cheap seats, or you're actually in the game. Am I serving? I read a report that about four to five people out of 10 in the church, they was not including kids, four out of four to five people out of 10, not including kids, serve in a church. And I thought, you know, that, that's not bad. Four or five, let's say 50% of people in this room right now serve. We know that our kids serve. We just had kids church or kids camp, and there was many middle age, not middle age, <laughs> middle school kids serving. We know our kids, our, our youth serve. We're a generational church. We believe it from the womb to the tomb. Okay, pipeline. You don't got to go out at 21 and be crazy, man. No, you just serve Jesus all the days of your life. We dedicate them, dedicate them up here from the beginning, and they get in the pipeline. They serve Jesus from the womb to the tomb, amen? That's, that's our belief, generational church. Okay, so let's say 50%, and that sounds pretty good, but can you imagine, just, just go with me, imagine, imagine, imagine this. How about if 100% of the church was serving? 100%, that's unbelievable. I believe that we could do that. I, I really, I'm just crazy enough to believe that I can motivate you, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, conviction of the Holy Ghost, by his word, by his spirit, that we can get 100% of people serving in the church. We're gonna turn our city upside down. 100%, somebody say 100%. Come on, 100%. If you're not serving, I'm gonna tell you something right now, you're not healthy. You, you, you're not healthy, and you're not growing. J.L., how can you judge me like that right there? I'm not healthy. I'm, because I'm not judging you. I, I just know for a fact, Jesus, he didn't come to be served. He came to serve. He says the greatest is a servant. If you're not serving, you're not healthy, and you're not growing. I want to tell you right now, from the day that you get born again until you step into heaven, you are to grow in Jesus Christ. But if you're not serving, you're not growing, and you're not healthy. We need to be doing that. We need, you, you have stunted your growth. I need to inject you with some growth hormone. I need a shot of, you need a shot of servants to get you motivated, motivated, motivated to serve. Amen. How many of you agree with that tonight? Wonderful. Number two, say this with me, following. Are you following Christ or is you're asking God to follow your agenda? Are you following or are you asking him to follow and bless everything that you do? I'm going to keep it simple and short. You can know if you're following if you check the fruit on your tree. A good tree 
produces good fruit. You don't have to be a theologian. You don't have to go to, to seminary in order to figure out. I can look at, I can hang out with a person. I can see what their values is, and I can tell by the fruit of their life if they are following Jesus. Are you following? Just look at your, don't, 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 just look at your own fruit. What, what, what kind of, do you have any, any fruit hanging on your life? Number two. Number three, number, number, listen to this. Am I going? Say that with me, going. What are you talking about going? Where am I, where am I going? Where, what do you mean going? Just listen to this scripture. It says Mark 6, 16, 15. And he said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. That's what we call the great commission. You'll find it in Matthew. You'll find it in Mark. It is the great commission. It's not the great suggestion. We're not to create a great omission. Because we're all to go. What do you mean go? We should have an attitude of the heart to go. I don't care if it's Honduras. I don't care if it's Sleepy Holler. I don't care if it's 95 or Athol or Post Falls or Sherman or Africa or wherever it is. I think we should all have an attitude. I'm going to be, a, I am a disciple and I am willing to go, God. Wherever you're called, uh, who's willing to go? I'm willing to go. <laughs> Going. Number four, giving. Will you say that with me, giving? We have a philosophy at heart of the church, city church. We give because we love. Anything else is weird. We don't give to most. But I'm going to tell you that you, honestly, I practice it, and we should all practice giving because we love. Let me, let me give you a couple of statistics that I looked up. Tithers make up of, listen to this. Everyone, first of all, what is a tithe? A tithe is 10% of what God gives you, okay? So what, why is it called a tithe? Because, listen to this, tithe doesn't belong to you. Wait, wait a minute, J.O., I work for that. Tithe is God's. It, uh, t- the 10% off the top is God's. It's not mine. It is God's. People say, well, if I give 2% here, 3% here, then it's not a tithe. 10% goes to God. You bring the tithe, you give an offering. An offering is anything above the tithe, Okay. And so you, you bring the tithe because it's not yours to give. It'd be like me, hey, Aaron, can I borrow your car? And he's like, yeah, 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 you can borrow the car. I bring, him back, I bring the car back to Aaron and say, thank you, bro. Here's the keys to my car. Yeah. Aaron's like, I let you borrow my car. It's not yours. It's, you're giving me my keys. Well, a tithe is God's. And so it's uh, some, just some simple percentages. It says tithers make up the... 10 to 25% of the normal congregation. Only 5% of Americans tithe, 5%. And 80% of Americans only give 2% of their income. Listen to this. Christians are giving at 2.5% of their income. During the Great Depression, during the Great Depression, it was 3.3. Let me read a scripture to you. Very popular scripture, Malachi 3.10. Let me just share a couple of thoughts as I read it. Look at this right here. It says, bring all the tithe. Will you say that with me? All? All, all the tithe. Not, not two, not one, yeah. not all, all 
ten, that, that tithe is 10%. Bring all the tithe to the storehouse. What is a storehouse? A storehouse, if you look it up, it's a house. Under it is a temple. I believe it is absolutely the church. It says this, bring all the tithe to the storehouse that there may be food in, look, 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 in my, capital, capital M, my house. Are you following that? It's his house, it's his church. And it's beautiful benefits of it. It says, and try me now in this, says the Lord of hosts. I will open the windows of heaven and pour out for you such blessing that there will not be enough uh, to receive it. I just encourage cheap seats or in the game. This is one area. Number five, say this with me, making. Every one of us, everyone, not the pastor on the stage, not Craig on the front row, not Aaron on the front, not Radian on the front. You, every one of us is called to make disciples. You are here today because Jesus poured into 12 gods. He poured his heart and soul into them. One of them backstabbed him, but I'm going to tell you right now, the 11 went on. They went on. You're here today because that has been changed. It's been passed down, passed down, on and on to every generation. The church is here today because it's been, it's been powerfully passed down from generation to generation because they wasn't on the bench. They were in the game. They were we're passing this gospel down, making disciples, and you're here today because of that. We're only one generation away from Christianity being off the earth. We have to be faithful to continue with that in making disciples. Every one of us. It says this, go therefore make disciples of all the nations baptizing them. We did today. Come on. Four dudes in a ice cold Coeur d'Alene River. My legs were like numb. Baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Making. Are you in the game? Jay, I've never done that before. This is a wonderful day to be start thinking and moving towards that. Jay, I don't know how to do that. I don't know my gifts. Uh, you know, you might want to hook up with brush fires to, to learn more about your gifting on how you can pour, pour into other people, uh, identifying your gifts. That, that's a whole nother message. But just, we're, to, we're called to make disciples. Number six, I'm almost done. Faithing. Everyone say faithing. Listen to this. Matthew 9, 23 through 26. Jesus came into the ruler's house and he saw the flute players... Look, 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 listen to the crowd and the noisy crowd wailing. He said to them, make room for the girl is not dead, but sleeping. They're like, this dude's lost his, he lost his marbles, man. She's dead. Believe me, cheap seats, they don't have faith. Cheap seats is not going to believe the unbelievable. Come on. They, Jesus says, make room. This girl is not dead but sleeping. Uh, look what they did. And they ridiculed him. 
But when the crowd was put out, he went in and took her by the hand, and the girl arose, and the report of this went out into all the land. But if it would have stayed there, they'd just been making some noise, wailing and crying, because I want to let you know, cheap seats have no faith. Cheap seats have no fight. Cheap seats only live for sight. Uh, an African impella, impala, impala, impella, impala. An African impala can jump 10 feet high, 30 feet out. Like, that's a long ways. But put that impala in a three by three cage, and he won't jump out. Three by three cage. You know he can jump out of the gym, but he won't jump out of that three by three cage. You know why? Because an impala must see where his feet's going to land. That is not faith. We have to be willing to jump out of the gym. We must be willing like Indiana Jones. <laughs> the road appeared underneath his feet. Some of you remember that, right? That's what faith is. Believe in the unbelievable. You know how... When you, this is simply faith. When you believe that God is going to be faithful to his word and you step out on it, even when you feel like you might be faking it, you ain't faking it, you're faithing it. Because you're believing God for it. People who own cheap seats, they're not bloody, they're not gutty, they're not, they're not getting cold on the carpet and accused. Why? Because they're not in the game. Last one, churching. Hebrews 10, 25. Do not forsake the assembly of ourselves as in the manner of some, but exhorting one another as much the more as seeing the day approach. We are those who are churching. We believe Jesus is building one thing on the earth. The church. I want to be right in the middle of it. Let me, let me end with this quote. This quote right here, I was like, whoa. Theodore Roosevelt. You ready for this? Is that, is that, gonna, is that quote going to be behind me? Hold. Let's just all look at this quote. Where is it? Oh, it's right there. Here we go. It is not the critic who counts. Not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles. Or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes short again and again because there is no effort without error and shortcoming. But he who does actually strive to do the deeds who knows the great enthusiasms, the great devotions, who spends himself in a worthy cause, who at the best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement, and who at the worst, if he fails, he at least fails while daring greatly, and that his place shall never be with those cold and timid cheap seat holders who neither know victory nor defeat. You know why? Oh, oh, J.O., <laughs> I'm safe in my cheap seats. 
I'm, I'm safe in my cheap seats. I don't break a sweat. <laughs> I'm not bloody. I don't get hurt. People don't jack me up and accuse me on social media. They don't do any of those things. I never get hurt in my cheap seats. You know why? Because you ain't in the game. I never, I never lose, Dale. You know why? Because you never win. This is a day that I challenge all. I, I asked your permission to challenge you, and you said yes. I think you better be willing to step out of the boat. Said the one in the boat, Peter, you stepped out and you got wet. Peter, you stepped, oh, you should have had wider feet. You should have had some floaties on, Peter. Oh, Peter, you had to cry out to Jesus, and he had to save you. Oh, Peter, but I'm going to tell you right now, I don't see anybody else in the Bible walking on water than Peter and Jesus. I'd rather be a wet water walker than a dry boat talker any day. Get out of the boat. Get out of the boat. Get rid of those cheap seats whatever they're called. Amen. Amen. We're not going to be cheap seed owners in Heart of the City Church. You might sink, but he's going to be there to get you up. Be wet. Hey, go for it. Get bloody. Get dirty. Get messed up. Let them let speak evil of you. Come on. You're, you're, you're going to have a crown in heaven. You're going to hear a roar in heaven instead of a roar in the cheap seats. Amen.